And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 2 of Procrastination. We're learning how this is one of the biggest enemies of our life that we often neglect, and we don't think it's that big of a deal. But as we're diving into this in the next several weeks, we're learning how procrastination is robbing us of so much that God has for us. <clears throat> and in this... Uh, message tonight we're dealing with how perfectionism could actually cause procrastination yes you heard me right perfectionism thinking that everything's got to be my way or it's not going to be done and as we listen to this message tonight you're going to see how procrastination could be robbing you by perfectionism so let's get on into this message it's really going to bless you and i will see you at the end of the program now look at verse three it says, And in these days lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind and halt and withered, waiting for the move of the water. For the angel of the Lord went down a certain season, somebody say a certain season, into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease, no matter what it was, that he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity for 38 years. Sometimes if you just read over that, you don't get the whole grasp of it. 38 years, that's a long time. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time, in that case, he says unto him, Will you be made whole? And the impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the water. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now why was he made whole? It's very simple. Why was he made whole? He was made whole because he obeyed the word of the Lord. Amen? See, you would be absolutely amazed at what would happen in your life if you would quit wrestling with the will of God and just do it. Somebody say amen or oh me. If we just stop rest, if we stop going back and forth, well, God, I think this right here, or God, I think it should go this way, and just realize that he knows exactly what's the best route for you to take. And if you would just obey God, you say, when do I obey God? Immediately. Don't, listen to me. Let me give you some wise advice. Don't give your mind time to talk yourself out of it. That, that right there is a wisdom key like you've never seen before. If you just do it immediately. Well, I feel like I need to pray for that person. Well, go pray. Well, I feel like I need to help that or bless that person. Go bless them right now. 
Because if you give yourself time, you'll try to rationalize it and just put some logic behind it and all this other stuff, and then you end up not obeying God. So this man was laying there for 38 years because he was not walking in obedience. How do I know that? Because Jesus said once he was healed or made whole, he said, go and sin no more. Right? That's what he said. Go and sin no more, lest something worse come upon you. Now let's deal with this today. So what was this man... So I know we pulled out indecisiveness last week, but we can also pull out a perfectionist mindset. You say, well, how can this man have a perfectionist mindset? Because he had in his mind that it had to be a certain way. Hello? He had in his mind that it had to be a certain way. Somebody's got to get me up and put me in there before anybody else gets in there. If that does not happen, then I'm not doing anything. So I want you to think about something today. I wonder how many times that he lay there and not even move because what he thought should happen didn't even take place. Woo, come on. I wonder how many times he did that. Now, he's had 38 years to do this. That's a long time. So I'm going to tell you that there are many seasons that, Pat, that, you know, that came to him, opportunity came to him, but he didn't even try to take it because he had in his mind it had to be a certain way. And I'm telling you that a lot of us today, that many times we won't make a move. We won't do what God has said because we think it's got to be this way for God to move. Or we think that if it's not in this area, then that's not God moving. Somebody say amen in here. So we sit there and we do nothing instead. Now, I touched on this last week, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth today about grace. You see, uh, one of the biggest enemies that's come into the church is this false grace message. This false grace that says it doesn't matter what you do. You don't have to do anything. Jesus paid for it. I mean, we use that slogan. Jesus paid for it all. We don't have to do anything for our healing. We don't have to do anything for our miracle. We don't have to do any obedience. God just loves us how we are and all this other stuff. And let me tell you what that does. That makes you miss out on key opportunities in your life. I'm talking about stuff that will pass you by that may never come around again. Y'all need to hear me today. So I'm telling you that one, uh, that grace, this false grace message that tells us that we, just, we, we can just sit there and do nothing for our salvation, for everything that Jesus has done, it, it is a false grace. You say, well, what is grace then for? You see, let me tell you something. There's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about the people in the Old Covenant that talks about the patriarchs, that talks about the men and women of God in the Old Covenant. And it says something like this. It says that if they, watch this, it said they long for the days that we now live in. How many remembers that scripture? They, lo they long to see the days of grace that we are in. Why? Because in the Old Covenant, it was all about performance. If you didn't keep all the law, you were guilty of all of it. Not just some of it. You were guilty of all of it. So it was based on your strength. It was based on your degrees. It was based on your performance. And they longed for a day that you and I are in. What kind of day? A day when we are covered by the grace of God. 
You say, well, well, what are you getting at? This is what I'm getting at. Grace empowers me to do the will of God. See, it's no longer based off of my performance. It's no longer based on my strength or my flesh. How many has ever tried to obey God in your flesh? How's that worked out? It's terrible, isn't it? You see, but grace switches off our flesh onto our spirit man so that we're able to lean on the strength of God to get done what He wants us to get done. You see, that's why people in the Old Covenant long for the days that you and I are living in. So let me say it like this. Grace does not empower me to sit around and do nothing. Does not do that. Grace empowers me to get up and do what I need to do. Somebody say amen on that. Grace empowers See, that's why you need to tap into that grace. And you need to be careful on what type of grace message that you're listening to. Grace never empowers me to be lazy. Grace never empowers me to be indecisive. Grace never empowers me to, be, to have to have everything so perfect around me that unless it is perfect, I'm going to sit around and do nothing. Uh-uh. Grace empowers me towards the will of God. Somebody say hallelujah. All right. So what does perfectionists think? Perfectionists think this. It's either my way or no way. Right? I've got to have it a certain way because this is the way that I think is perfect. This is the way that I think is right. And if it's not going to be done that way, I'm not even going to waste my time. Right? So watch this. Here's what I want to point out to you. That perfectionism is not always an attitude of I've got to be better than somebody. Uh, I got to sing better than so so. I got to preach better than so so. Or I, I, you know, I got to have a better business than so so. It's not always about that. And many people think that that's what perfectionism is. No, that's one thing. But a lot of times, it also means watch this. It means that it's got to be how you want before you'll move. I'm gonna say it again. Perfectionism sometimes is it's got to be how you want it to be before you'll move. So it's not always, oh, you've got to be the best. You've got to be the best. No. Sometimes you're not moving because you think it's got to be your way. Let's get on into this. Ecclesiastes 11.4. Look at this right here. It says, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Now go to the Amplified Classic for me, Dave. Now look at this right here. He who observes the wind... And waits for all the conditions to be favorable. Let me say it again. Who waits for all the conditions to be favorable. That's a perfectionist. It's got to be the best. It's got to be good. It's got to be perfect. All right. Will not sow. Now, why won't he sow? Because how many knows what reality is? Here's the reality. Nothing is perfect. Hey. There's no condition that's just perfect. There's never a time in your life that every, I mean, every single little thing is right in position for God to move. No, that's not reality. But does that mean that because everything that's not always right in place, does that mean that you can't move? The answer is no. So let's read on. It says, He will not sow, and he, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you know, 
not what is the way of the wind or how the Spirit comes to the bones or to the womb of a pregnant woman. Even so, know you not the work of God who does all. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hands, for you know not which shall prosper. I'm going to deal with that in just a minute. You know not which shall prosper, whether this or that, or whether both alike will be good. So let's deal with the first part of that. This doesn't always apply to perfectionists, but it plays a big role. See, you can have this same attitude being lazy. You, you know, well, the conditions aren't right. You know, the, the, you know people's been saying that for 50 years. Well, well when this and this and that clicks, then I'm going to do something. No, but it also applies to a perfectionist. Because like I said, one of the traits of a perfectionist is they've got to have it a certain way. Before I'm moving, I've got to have the conditions right. Well, guess what? What if the conditions aren't right? I'll tell you what we do. We, we don't do anything. We don't make a move, right? He said somebody who is governed by their circumstances or the conditions around them is not going to move. You know, that, that brings to me in mind why Paul said we walk by what? Faith and not by what? Sight. He said he that's always observing his surroundings. Well, this over here doesn't look good. Well, that over there, that's, that's not promising. If that's, your, if that's your mindset all the time, here's what you're going to do. Nothing. Has God called you to do nothing? Absolutely not, right? God has called everybody in here and everybody watching. He has called everybody to be something, to do something specific, to have a purpose in His kingdom. But if you are somebody who is always observing the conditions, well, it doesn't look good. Well, this right here is not working out. And so forth and so forth. Guess what? You're going to be stuck right where you are and you're never going to make a move. Can I tell you something that's going to help you today? Quit waiting for the right conditions. Quit waiting for the right conditions. Quit waiting for everything to be right in place before you're going to step out and move for God. Because he, he, let me tell you why. The reason, watch this, because if you're a person who is governed by conditions, you are never going to seize your opportunities. Now, let's go back to that man again at the pool. He was, listen, he was banking off whether he's going to be healed or not by conditions. Can I tell you that a lot of Christians today, they still live by conditions, and that's the reason why they're not receiving. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't go by the conditions. You can't go by what it looks like around you. Because if you are somebody who is governed by what it looks like, the enemy's going to beat your brains in. Somebody say amen. He is going to eat you for lunch. Because that is the realm where he can play with you and toy with you and mess with your emotions and do all this other stuff. If you are somebody, like we preached several weeks ago, considering the contradictions of what God said. Considering, well, this don't look like what God said. Well, this don't feel like what God said. Well, you know, that don't act like what God said. If you're one of those persons, listen to me, the enemy's going to tear you apart. You're going to be up one minute, down the next. You're going to be all over the place. 
Because we walk by faith. We don't go by what we see. We don't observe the clouds. We don't observe the conditions and say, well, uh, God can't move in this. Let me tell you something. God can move in whatever kind of condition He wants to. Somebody say amen. He can, listen to me. He does not need the conditions favorable in your life for Him to bring forth a miracle in your life. We ought to stop right there and give God some praise in this house. He doesn't have to. <laughs> if there's a sea in your way, that is not favorable conditions. But ladies and gentlemen, He will move the sea. He will part it just so He can get to you what He wants to get to you in your life. So you've got to learn. Let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with wanting things perfect. There's nothing wrong with having a spirit of excellence. But there is a place where you can bring it too far where you can say, well, unless the conditions are exactly the way I want them or the just right, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to do anything. So watch this. If I'm not moving and I'm not doing anything, what am I doing? I am procrastinating. You see, they're not that different from one another. See, you thought there's no way that me having a perfectious uh, mindset or having you know, a spirit of excellence, there's no way that I could be a procrastinator. But I'm telling you right now, you can be. So watch. The enemy watches. If you are somebody who's governed by conditions before you move, I promise you today. I'm Robbie Barrett and I approve this message. I promise you today that the enemy will always make sure the conditions are never favorable. You can take it to the bank. If this right here would just move, I know God could do something in my life. Well, guess what? He's going to take all his forces and round them up on that one thing that you say, unless this thing moves, God's not going to move. Is this hitting home today? So I'm telling you, you've got to learn to not be governed by conditions. You've got to quit observing the clouds. You've got to quit, or should I say it like this, you've got to quit observing the contradictions or the things that you think is going to keep you from doing what God said. I'm going to deal with this a little bit later, but a lot of times you hear people say, well, I would do what God said, but. That but always comes in the way, don't it? What they're saying is, I would do what God says, but the conditions aren't right. Mm, mm -mm. All right, so here's one more point. Now notice what he says right here. He says, so you see. Go about your business. Don't observe what the conditions are like. Go about your business. He said, because you don't know how it's going to turn out. In other words, you don't know what God's going to do in that circumstance. You see, I find so many times... That uh, a perfectionist, he, they have a mindset of there's no way that God could work through this. Because that mindset of having to have everything perfect and all the conditions just right, there's, they, th they have this mindset, there's no way that God can work in something that's broken. There's no way that God can work in something that is, that is in chaos. But I'm telling you right now, like I said a minute ago, God can work in any situation He wants to. He can turn the most, I mean the, I mean the worst situation you've ever dreamed of, He can turn it around for His glory. Somebody needs to say amen. He can do that. So watch this. You've got to be careful on saying, well, if it's not this way, then God's not going to move. 
See, that's what that man at the pool was doing. If, if it's not done this way, I'm never going to be made whole. And so you know what Jesus was saying to him? He was saying, you've wasted 38 years because you had to have it your way. I mean, think about this, what I'm saying. You had to have it your way instead of just believing that no matter which way I want to do it, I want your body healed. My Lord. So watch this. We need to have the attitude of this right here. God, however you want to do it. Come on. However you want to do it. However you want to bless me. You want to send somebody up to me and, and reach me a big check? That's fine with me. But if you want to do it by, just by money showing up in my bank account. Or in other words, what I'm trying to tell you is don't limit God to a certain way. And say, well, if it's not this way, then it's not God. But because, watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to you that's going to help you out this morning. And this is something that God said to me one time. He said, I rarely do anything the way people think I should do it. Somebody say, praise the Lord. That didn't feel too good, did it? But I say that this morning to open up your eyes. That the thing that you think how God's going to do it, that may not be the way that God's going to do it. So for you to say, well, it's got to be this way or no way, you're saying, God, this is the only area that you can work in. But how many times do we say to people and to God alike, we say, we ain't going to put any limits on God. How many times we say that? Or we'll say something like this, we're not going to put God in a box. But how many, I wonder how many of us do exactly that, put God in a box. And say, it's got to be this way. I just know it's got to be this way. When in reality, you think it's got to be that way because that's the way you want it to be. Somebody say amen. We're learning something today. We're learning not to observe the conditions around us. So watch this. Make the most of every opportunity. Whether it's favorable or not. Whether you think it's the way it should be done or whether not. Look for opportunities for God to work in your life. You see, watch this. You'll find out that if you start opening up your perspective, instead of just saying, it's got to be this way right here, it's just got to be this way right here. If you start opening up your perspective, you're going to find out that there's a lot of opportunities in your life that you may have been missing. Come on now. There may be a lot of, a lot of doors that God has been opening that you may have been missing at some time or other because you had that, watch this, you had that perfection mindset. It's got to be, everything's got to be just right. Praise God. If you're a person that is always considering the conditions before you move in God, you're never going to move. If you're that type of person that says, you know what, it's, it's, it's got to be the right time, it's got to be the right feeling, it's got to be all this before I take a stand or before I take a step out in faith, you're never going to take that step. I've heard so many people say so many times to me, they say, you know, Pastor, when I get my life together, I'm going to be in church. And you know what I tell them? I say, you never, I'll never see you. Why? Because if you're waiting to come into the church to get perfected, to get, you know, matured and learn and grow, then you're never going to reach that place. So as we see that the enemy is robbing us of the best that God has for us, because faith 
does not wait for the right time. Faith doesn't wait for the right conditions. Faith makes the right conditions. If you see so many people in Jesus' ministry that received from Him, you notice that they did not wait for the right or the perfect scenario. They just grabbed a hold of it and they said, I know this is mine and I'm not letting go until I get it. And guess what? Every time they did that, they received. And ladies and gentlemen, if they received, then we can receive. So I want to pray right now that you will get boldness to step out and go right now. Not waiting for the right scenario, not looking at the conditions around you, but just saying, I'm taking what's mine and I'm going forward in the things that God has for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that is watching this, Lord, that it has stirred something in them. It's released something, Father, to, to make them consider and think, wait, it's not about the perfect scenario. It's not about having everything right. It's about stepping out and making things right by faith. Lord, I pray right now that they will begin to step out, that they will do everything that you've called them to do, that they will not wait for the perfect time, but they will make it the perfect time by faith. I thank you for this. And Lord, I pray for every person that may be watching this that does not know you. Father, you're my best friend, and you'll be their best friend. All they've got to do is call out to you. Say, Lord, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Will you come and be the Lord of my life? And I thank you, Father, that you will be right there. No matter where they are, no matter how dark their situation is, you will meet them right where they are. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Faith Partners, I've got to take this time to tell you thank you for your giving, for your support and prayers to this ministry. You help us take this gospel to new locations, to further out. God gave us a mandate. He said, go into all the world and preach to every creature. That's exactly what we want to do, and you help us do that. And if you're watching this tonight and you're praying, you know, God, I'd like to become a faith partner. How can I do that? All you've got to do is come in contact with this ministry. Our announcer's coming up very soon, and he's going to tell you exactly how you can connect with this ministry and become a partner because the Word of God is very clear. When you partner with a ministry, you receive the same blessings that the ministry receives. And I want you to think about that. I myself am partners with other ministries because I know the value of it. Paul said, Be not deceived, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's in any area of your life. Those of you that write us in, asking for prayer, or just to tell us how much different programs blesses you that we preach or teach on here, thank you so much for that. You encourage me, and it really blesses me, and I enjoy writing you back and just responding to your, your answers or your prayers or anything like that. So, or your questions, excuse me. So, until then, keep walking by faith. I'll see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.